in one sentence, in one sentence, drop your best flat earth argument right now. Looking anything, I have stuff I already looked up. All right, NASA lies is not an argument. The sun flat is not an argument. All right. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Uh, uh hold on. This is, this is, I, I think this is the first argument I've heard. A thousand miles spin of Earth makes nightly star trails yet the stars don't streak across the sky from earth going 66,000 miles per hour around the sun okay th there's an argument space doesn't exist is not an argument gravity pulls flat doesn't an argument I, I, I guess a gravity flat that, that's an argument all right the nephilim flattened the earth in a single fart <laughs> stop trolling best argument if you could show me anywhere no 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 that's not an argument if you could show me anywhere in the bible that the earth is a globe in a solar system in a galaxy, then I will believe the flat earth? Wait. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so confused. Are you saying the burden of proof is on the non-flat earthers? All right. Everywhere on earth should have 12, 12 even hours of daylight and night all year long if it's a sphere. Okay. That's an argument. All right. That's, that's, that's an argument. So you're saying if the earth is a perfect sphere, then it should have perfect daylight. 12 hours of perfect daylight. Right? Is that, that that's the that's uh, well uh hot take the earth is not a perfect sphere. Did I go flat earth on you guys? Well, you're going to have to wait and see. Right. Uh again, guys, uh our merch store restock the hoodie I'm wearing is available on sale right now for 45 bucks. Free shipping on orders 80, over 85 if you guys want to scoop up some merch. Bless God. shop. Uh, I'm I'm giving the flat earth there's a fair shake and whenever you are looking at um information about stuff you gotta what do you gotta do you got you go you go you go on tiktok you go on tiktok right so i went and uh thought why not go on tiktok and see what, what arguments there are and i found one that was pretty intriguing so let's um let's check out this one i'm gonna show, show you guys this one argument and then i'm gonna show you guys um i'll tell you guys about a documentary i saw all right and then i'm gonna show you guys uh my, my conclusion now let's check out a flight from new york to moscow russia Okay, now if you look up By the way, flight you, pattern you, you on can't, Google Maps, you can't fly fly from um, New York to Moscow any any longer. Okay, that's like Americans are not allowed. All right, but uh, for the sake of this demonstration, it will show you a route leaving New York, going through the tip of Canada, then through the tip of Greenland, then through the tip of Iceland, through Sweden, and then into Moscow. Now, let me zoom in on this map so you guys can see that better. Yeah, like please, I said, it leaves New York, goes through the tip of Canada, through the tip of Greenland, through the tip of Iceland, over Sweden, and then into Moscow. All right. 
Now, doesn't that strike a little bit awkward with you guys? I mean, anybody with common sense knows that the fastest route between A and B is in a straight line. As we Duh. Why would anybody take this flat path? See here. I mean, you do not have to be a rocket scientist to figure this out. It's common sense. From point A to point B is a straight line that will always be the fastest and shortest route. So anyways, on a globe, this would be your shortest route from New York to Moscow. But instead, this is the route that they give you. Now, I'm going to show you why they take this route. Let's go to the flat earth map. Now, check out what you have to pass to get from New York to Moscow on a flat earth map, a straight line. Check this out. The edge of Canada, the edge of Greenland, straight over Iceland, straight over Sweden, and into Moscow. Huh, imagine that. There you go. Now it makes sense. The flight pattern makes total sense on a flat earth map because it has to go straight across mm. those countries to get to Moscow. Now, I'm assuming Professor Dumb Dave doesn't know this one because he's not familiar with the flat earth map or how it works. But I, I decided to do more research on this. And I said, okay, I'm going to, I want to hear from the best of the best. So I went down the rabbit hole. I watched all the debates. I, uh, uh, um, I did it all. I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm really trying to give it a fair shot. So I watched a documentary on Netflix called Beyond the Curve. And I said, okay, well, goodness gracious, this is, they're all here on, in this documentary. This is, this, is, this is the one. This is the best of the best of the best. Okay, and then we're going to come back to the flight path idea. Just, just a second. Okay. And I said, okay, I'm going to watch this documentary and I'm going to get uh, acclimated with all the best arguments. And then I actually watched a bunch of debates on this conversation, which debates can be weird because sometimes debates, you got to be careful with debates because sometimes debates aren't the ones who have the, the it's not the one who has the best argument that always wins in a debate. It's, it's who's charismatic. And if you know scientists, they could be rather charismatic and they could be charming and they could you know, they could hit you, they could pull the wool over your eyes. So I said, well, you know, debates, who could really trust the debate? So, you know, let me check out this documentary on Netflix. And unfortunately, I can't play you guys the whole documentary, but I did find a good summary of the documentary on Instagram, all right? Uh, excuse me, on YouTube, in a YouTube short, all right? And so I'm going to play in you guys In 2019, this. a group of flat earthers decided to scientifically prove that the earth is flat. Okay, so 2019, Netflix makes this documentary all right, and they put this whole thing together, and they were like, okay, you know, we're going to give it a fair shot, and they basically, sounds like, I don't know if Netflix helped fund this or not, but they, they this was a big ex expense, all right, in terms of what it took to do this experiment to prove the Earth is flat. So they bought a $20,000 ring laser gyroscope, an extremely precise tool that can be used to gauge the Earth's motion. They figured that if Earth is actually a sphere, they would see a 15 degree per hour drift on their gyroscope. And although they were very confident that this would not happen, when they turned on their device, it said 15 degrees on the dot. Now that's... Okay, that's a... No. That's a glitch. That was a glitch. That was a glitch in a gyroscope. But... It... It's all right. We're going. I think they. I think. I think they clean it up here. Okay, just, just bear with me. Now, in the words of one of the lead researchers, we obviously weren't going to accept that. That's the guy. That's the the flat Earth guy, right? Tried to use the gyroscope again in what's called a zero Gauss chamber and also in a bismuth chamber to really alleviate any outside factors that could be affecting the reading. What do you mean? We don't. We don't even know what a gyroscope does. What are we talking about? We don't even know what a gyroscope does. Do you know what a gyroscope? You don't need. This is a flawed experiment out the gate. It's a flawed experiment out the gate. 
Still, however, it remained 15 degrees. But instead of accepting these results, they decided to come up with an entirely different experiment. They took these two boards and cut holes in them. Then, they placed them a distance away and put a camera on one side and a light on the other. If the Earth is flat, the camera would see the light when they were both being held at the same height. If the Earth is round, however, the light would have to be held higher for it to be seen. Okay. Well, I mean, this would easily prove that the Earth is flat. Right? Because if you have one light and you got the light shining across and you're standing a certain distance away and it's the same, then that would prove, right? I mean, we're all on a, are we all on the same page here? You just, just, it's just flat across, right? So there shouldn't be a, right? Well, let's let's keep watching. We don't see you, Enrique. Lift up your lift up your light way above your head. Interesting. Wait, 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 wait. What? That made no sense. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. So two lights standing like this through the through the thing, and then it should it should be the same because the Earth is flat. There should be no curvature. Screw the gyro. Screw the euro. I don't like that kind of meat anyway. Forget that's a stupid experiment. All right? That's dumb. This is the one. This is the one. Right? It's a fisheye. You can't do the... No fisheye to this. This is, this is the experiment. So, I'm, I'm confused. The camera would see the light when they were both being held at the same height. Right, because the earth is flat. If the Earth is round, however, the light would have to be held higher for it to be seen. Right. We don't see you, Enrique. Lift up your lift up your light way above your head. Interesting. Is it me, or did these gentlemen just disprove their own theory? I mean, if the Earth is flat and you shoot a light across miles and miles and miles, that takes a lot of time, and then it doesn't reach the other hole at the same exact height, that would then prove that the Earth is not... Right? I mean, I thought... I thought it was a good documentary. I thought this was a good documentary. Okay. Um, hmm... Hmm. I am not sure if I'm convinced yet. I'm not sure if I'm convinced yet. All right. So there's a, a another creator I follow. Um, his name is Professor Dave. As I was going down the rabbit hole, I was watching some of these discussions and these debates. I thought, okay, well, let me find someone that, that can actually debate this topic. And I, I actually watched one of his debates. Now, the debate I watched, it was way too explicit, but I figured I'd watch one of his videos on the topic. Um, but I got to give you a heads up. There might be some profanity. Had your wife. Explicit. 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 Okay, let's look up Professor Dave. So with the first two videos in this mini-series, I demonstrated that anyone can prove to themselves conclusively that the Earth is a sphere by looking at objects in the sky and thinking with their brains. Those wait, 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 wait. Objects were the moon and the stars. So for this one, let's get even simpler and talk about man-made objects in the sky. That's right, airplanes. 
Continuing with the theme of requiring precisely zero science to show that Flat Earth is the dumbest hoax on the entire internet. Hold on, Dave, hold on. You're getting very aggressive. We're doing this with an open mind. Doing this with an open mind. What do we, why, why do we have to use such strong language? that anyone can do to prove that the Earth is a sphere is to look at commercial airline flights. Okay, Let's we looked at the flight earlier, right? Let's revisit the Flat Earth map, or the thing they pretend isn't their map, but it totally is because they can't make a map, so they just use this. It's the United Nations logo, Dave. Dave, that's the United Nations logo. It's not the Flat Earth, there's no official Flat Earth map. It's the official United Nations logo, stop. Embarrassingly for them, this is actually an azimuthal equidistant projection of the globe. That's right. NASA, uh. The flat earth map is a map of the globe taken from the perspective of looking down at the North Pole and flattening out its surface into a plane so that a three-dimensional surface can be shown in two dimensions. That's why everything is distorted with no consistent scale. Secretly, flat earth priests know what this is and they know it doesn't work, but they're dumb and lazy and can't come up with anything better. So they stick with this and simply deflect anytime these facts are brought up. Okay, Dave, too many ad hominem attacks. You cannot do all the, that's not fair. All right, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta soften, gotta soften your tone a little bit. All right. Now, the further away from the center you go, the more significant the distortion. So problems really arise in the southern hemisphere. That's where the flights come in. Here's South America. Here's Australia. Pretty far away, huh? If this map was taken to be precisely to scale, which it would be if the Earth was actually flat, then they're as far away as two places can get. Right. Okay. All right, he's on to something. That's fair, right? Are we all on the same page? Okay, well, for, for the record, do we agree that South America and Australia are as far as they can be on this map? We all agree on that, yeah? Let's see where Dave is going with this one. Let's say we wanted to fly between Santiago and Sydney. If the Earth was flat, which way would we go? Well, the straight line path would go up across all of South America, mm -hmm. all of North America, mm -hmm. over Alaska, and then mm -hmm. continuing all the way until we get to Sydney. That's 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 the way they they fly it, right, Dave? They just go right. That's the way they do it. So, do any airlines actually fly between these cities? Yes, they do. This airline flies between Santiago and Sydney four times a week. But which way do they go? Do they follow this straight line? Nope. They do the whole thing over the Pacific Ocean. Here's how that trip looks on a globe. It takes 14 hours and 15 minutes going west and 12 hours and 25 minutes going east. So what? That made no sense. Oh, no, no. No, 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 no. that's impossible, Dave. That doesn't make any sense. You, you couldn't make that flight in that time on this map. Wait, no, let's let's run this back. He's mistaken. Follow this straight line? Nope. They do the whole thing over the Pacific Ocean. Here's how that trip looks on a globe. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They do. This airline flies between Santiago if the Earth was as two places can get. Let's say we wanted to fly between Santiago and Sydney. If the Earth was flat, which way would we go? Well, the straight line path would go up across all of South America, all of North America, right. over Alaska, and right. then continuing all the way until we get to Sydney. Right. So, do any airlines actually fly between these cities? Yes, they do. This airline flies between Santiago and Sydney four times a week. But which way do they go? Do they follow this straight line? That would yeah, that would they would need to follow the straight line. Nope. They do the whole thing over the Pacific Ocean. No, they don't. No. 
Here's how that trip looks on a globe. It takes 14 hours and 15 minutes going west and 12 hours and 25 minutes going east. On a flat earth, that route would look like this, an absurdly long and totally unnecessary arc. For comparison, how long does it take to fly between New York City and London? Five hours. It's about seven hours going east. Oh, no. Okay. And about eight hours going west. Okay. He, he, yeah. Now, you tell me, does it make sense that a plane would travel? Hold on, let me go, what's the time? this enormous arc in less than twice the time that it would take to travel this teeny tiny one. Not even a little bit. First of all, the fact that these are arcs at all is totally nonsensical. Planes don't constantly turn slightly left or right. They lock into a flight path and go straight. Flat earthers like to whine about how planes don't constantly dip down to match the curvature of the Earth, but that's because they have no clue how planes work, since they maintain constant altitude, and altitude conforms to the curvature of the Earth. So how do flat earthers deal with this information? Yeah, I mean, I mean, this is this this proves to be fairly problematic because this is the similar argument that the pilot made in the previous video. Well, for the longest time, they simply denied that these Southern Hemisphere flights exist at all. The flights are a nail in the coffin for Flat Earth, so they would just lie and say there aren't any. But since anyone can find out that they definitely do exist in about 10 seconds of Googling, some of them have had to start coughing up explanations. The most popular of these is to pretend that the wind is responsible. A The wind? The wind is responsible? The wind is shaving that much time. Again, this is because flat earthers are lazy. Small differences in flight times going east versus west occur because planes fly with or against wind currents. So they just take this concept and bring it to an absurd conclusion. They will evoke currents of several hundred miles per hour, which would be a world record hurricane, and pretend that the plane is somehow traveling twice as fast as usual without anyone noticing. There are several problems here. First of all, this boost from the imaginary wind still isn't anywhere near enough. This arc is stupid long. The plane would have to be going several thousand miles per hour, and planes don't do that. Second, this flight goes both directions, east and west. Mm. How does the wind know which way the plane is going? Most days there are... But wait, wait, wait. So the earth... Huh. Wow, well, that's it. Huh. East and west. How does the wind know which way the plane is going? Most days there are planes going opposite directions simultaneously. Does each of them have a little personal tornado like in Wizard of Oz? <laughs> Flat Earthers have suggested things as stupid as personal domes, such that everyone gets their own set of stars, so sadly this wouldn't even be the dumbest thing they've ever said. But as you can see, there's no way around this. These flights exist. They are not traveling this insane distance, because this is a projection of the globe without a consistent scale. The problem with the projection map they push as reality is that as we go towards the South Pole on a globe, the latitude lines are clearly getting shorter and shorter. But on this flat representation, they are being represented as longer and longer, mm. so distances get more and more distorted the further outwards you go. Hmm. That's why pretending this is a real map is stupid, and that's why Flat Earth priests pretend the Southern Hemisphere doesn't exist. It ruins everything for them. As for their whining that flights don't travel over Antarctica, well, there's no reason for them to do that. The shortest path, which we call a Great Circle, for any common route, doesn't pass directly over Antarctica. Some get pretty close, like Johannesburg to Melbourne. If it were to be flown, Johannesburg to Christchurch would nick the edge of Antarctica. But this isn't a regular flight. Why? Because the latter isn't a major city, so not enough people would be interested in the flight so as to make the route profitable for an air. 
airline. Mm. In fact, there are very few large cities in the Southern Hemisphere in general. Because of the way the continents are distributed around the Earth, 90% of the human population lives in the Northern Hemisphere. But much to the dismay of Flat Earth priests, the Southern Hemisphere still exists, and its existence is single-handedly enough to make them cry like toddlers that found out the Easter Bunny isn't real. Okay, I didn't know this was... this. Is this true? Hold on. Not to get too off-topic... I'm an Australian. I've had a flat earther tell me that Australia doesn't exist. And I'm either a government drone or a demon. I mean, that's a whole, a whole hemisphere to deal with that. That's, that's a, yeah, I don't know how you deal with that. So that's it. Airplanes. Ask any airline pilot what the shape of the earth is. When they're done laughing at you, they'll tell you it's a sphere. And no, this moron doesn't count. He used to lie and say that he's a commercial pilot, but then he got exposed by a real pilot. Then he tried to hide the fact that he lied about it. It was hilarious. I'll link to the video all about this incident below, in case watching him accidentally prove the Earth is a rotating sphere on a Netflix documentary wasn't enough, and you want to laugh some more at this stupid, hopeless moron. To everyone else, I hope COVID- Dave, you're- 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 There's too many ad hominems. All right. Okay, so this is the part where I- I live near the beach. I live near the Pacific Ocean, 10 miles from the ocean. All right, and this is the part where I I don't know um I don't know how to how to reconcile this part. This is the most this is the most compelling part. And if you're near the water um and you're a flat earther, explain to I would I need an explanation for. There are proofs all around you. It is not difficult to know that the earth is round. So Okay, so the claim here, ladies and gentlemen, for the record, is that there earth there's there's proofs all around you. There's proofs all around you. Let's start from the simple to the slightly more complicated. One of the things you can see yourself with a pair of binoculars is if you actually go out to a lake and there are boats on that lake, mm -hmm. the farther away a boat is, mm -hmm. the more the bottom of the boat will disappear and you'll basically mm. just see the mast of the boat. And as a boat goes farther and farther away, the last thing you will see is the very top of the mast of that boat. And that's because the boat is actually going over the horizon that's curved. And that means that as it goes farther and farther away, you see less and less of the bottom of it and more of the top of that. You can see that with binoculars, by an ocean, by a lake. It's really easy. That wouldn't happen if the Earth were flat. You hmm. But, but it's, it's more like a, it's like a pancake, right? You would simply see the boat getting smaller and smaller and smaller as it went farther away, but you'd be able to see the whole thing hmm. with the same proportions. Go to the uh, seashore, go to a seashore and figure out why you can't, if you live on the East Coast, figure out why you can't see Spain from the East Coast of North America. Just go uh, to the middle of the Mississippi River and look south. Why can't you see the Louisiana? Why can't you see New Orleans? What's, what's the problem there? Well, then climb. Why can't we see it? A tower or go to the top of a hill or a mountain and you'll see a little farther, but you will not see to the other side of the earth places we know to exist. For example, I've been to London. I, I can tell you, other people have. I've been to Vancouver, British Columbia, and you cannot see Vancouver, British Columbia from, from Boise, Idaho, let alone from New York City or Toronto or what have you. Then there's some other proofs that are a little more obscure, but they're actually- Why can't you see across, why can't you see across the Atlantic Ocean? How is it we got telescopes that can see mad far into space, but we can't see across the Atlantic? Hmm. Actually, really lovely. And one is to observe what happens during a lunar eclipse. 
Now, a lunar eclipse happens when the Earth casts a shadow on the moon. The moon actually goes dark. In fact, if you've seen one, you can actually see the Earth's shadow go across the moon. And when the moon is entirely in the Earth's shadow, the moon looks kind of dark and even kind of red colored. It's really, really beautiful. What's happening in that case is that the sun is on one side of the Earth. The Earth is in the middle. And it's casting a shadow. The Earth is casting a shadow on the moon. And mm. as the shadow moves across the moon, you'll notice that the shadow is curved. It's round. So something like the sun that's bigger than the Earth and is able to cast a shadow of the Earth on the moon can actually show you the shape of the Earth. Aha, you might say, but could the Earth be a disk? Could it be flat, but it's actually still shaped like a like disk, a, like not a like a sphere? Like a pancake. There was a Greek scientist called Aristarchus, and what he noticed was that you can get a lunar eclipse at many different angles where the sun is. Sometimes the shadow goes straight across the moon. Sometimes it just kind of glances the moon. Just a little bit is in shadow, just on the top or on the bottom. From every different vantage point, every different angle that the sun is casting a shadow, you always get a perfectly curved shadow. The only shape that can cast a shadow that's curved from any direction you put the light is a sphere. So people have known that the Earth is spherical for mm. thousands of years. Mm. So it didn't start with NASA? Look at pictures from space where you see the Earth as a sphere. No, no, that's NASA. That's, that's fake. Sphere. Those pictures are not faked. And I'll tell you, just if nothing else, here's why you can tell they're not faked. How do you know they're not faked, Bill Nye? Just to create the paperwork that NASA has created, for NASA in this one case, just the paperwork to send anything out in space, to send people into orbit or to send them to the moon, that amount of paperwork would make faking it prohibitively expensive. No one could afford to generate that much, that much documentation. So bureaucracy proves that those... Pictures are real? Then the other thing, if you want to get into this, if you're really serious, if your friends are really serious, have them get on a boat or a ship and go out at sea, and you'll notice you can't see infinitely far. Furthermore, if you get into it enough, pick up a, a book about navigation or go online and learn about navigation. Wait, 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 wait. So you're saying you can't be a, uh, someone that navigates the ocean and, and, and unless you believe in a spherical Earth? Very, very important thing you have to take into account when you try to navigate the ocean from a ship or a boat is how high you are off the sea surface. The higher you are off the sea surface, the farther you can see, the farther away the horizon is. I actually said this to somebody, I couldn't believe they'd never thought of it, that you know, with binoculars you can see planets. You can see Saturn and Jupiter, you can, you can see Mars with a telescope, the sun, the moon, everything else you see in the solar system is a sphere. So we're, we're the one thing that is different. You know, and, and that actually that actually made somebody who was who was more interested in actually hearing information. That actually got them to think. They're like, "You're right." You know, you know, everything else we take a picture of is a sphere. And you guys, come on! Everybody watches newscasts. You all use mobile phones. You all see airplanes fly around. You all go to uh, see Ed Sheeran in concert one day in London, another day in Melbourne, Australia. This all depends on our fundamental idea, understanding of the size of the Earth and its shape with extraordinary precision. And if you want to get into it, the Earth isn't quite a sphere. It's a little. Bleh. Its spin is a little stretched. It made it slightly mm. oblate, as the saying goes. So it's not a perfect sphere. Yeah. It's the actual Earth. It's not a pancake and it's not flat, but it's not a sphere. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. It's a little blah. That's how you define the science, Bill Nye. It's a little blah. All right. Um. No. I'm not a flat earther. I'm not a flat earther. I believe the 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 earth is a sphere. I looked at all the arguments. I watched all the debates. And I don't think there's anything here. And the reason why I brought all this up is 
because there are people who are convinced of this, regardless on how many arguments and how much proof you show them and, and you go on the horizon, watch it with your own eyes, do the light experiment, um, right? You, you could do all these different things and you don't, you, the issue is there's a concept called cognitive dissonance that no matter how much information you present to somebody, they are so committed to their position that they're not going to change their mind. Alex Jones himself said on the Joe Rogan podcast that he can't can't he, he cannot wait until the day that they could afford to put people into space and that he will be personally funding flat earthers to go to space to prove to them that the earth that the earth is not flat. Alex 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 Jones said this. Alex Jones said this. So there's a degree of cognitive dissonance, but this is what um this is the, the, this is the the, the the crux of the issue is this is that I know that there is no changing people's mind on this because they've they've already dug their heels in, right? Uh, but here is what is in Scripture. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all its people belong to him, for he laid the foundations on the seas and built it on the ocean depths. Who may climb the mountain of the Lord, who may stand in his holy place, only those whose hands and hearts are pure, who do not worship idols and never tell lies. They will receive the Lord's blessing. So, this is a presuppositional issue. If you don't believe that the earth is ultimately the Lord's and that the world and all its people belong to him and that he sent Jesus into the world and that Jesus is on the throne right now, okay? And I'm going to tie this in. I'm going to tie this in how, to, how this has to do with, with, with the flat earth. Just, just bear with me, okay? And then if we go to Ephesians 1, and I could take you to multiple passages. Here's verse 19. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now he, who? Who's he? Jesus. Now he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else. So Jesus, King Jesus, is above Present tense, any ruler or authority or institution or anything. It, King Jesus is above it all. Not only in this world. So this is so so you mean to tell me that Jesus is above all institutions, all authorities, all all governance everywhere? Jesus is now? The earth is Lord's everything in it. Jesus is now? Right now. Not only in this world, but in the world to come. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. He has made all things under the authority of Christ. He's made him the head of all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere for himself. Okay. Shout out to Darth for the super chat. He said, I believe the earth is spherical, but the only thing, why does scripture allude to flat earth? And if you could explain that it does not fall in line with Galeo and the pancake earth, uh, why you sarcasm? Uh, scripture uses symbolic language all the time. There's your answer. Scripture uses symbolic language all the time. All the time. There's all kinds of symbolic language used when it says the four corners of the earth. There's not literal corners of the earth. Corners of the earth in any model. So there's, there's symbolic language used all the time. Uh, and, and so why am I addressing this? I'm addressing this because people have preconceived notions and presuppositions that because something is big, it's bad. That because something is popular, God is not in it. That because something isn't uh, um, 
uh, a contrarian because something isn't contrarian that it, it, it isn't true, right? That because it isn't contrarian, it isn't true. And here's the thing. If Jesus is on the throne now, if the earth is the Lord's and everything in it now, King Jesus is here now. He's going to reign now. All authorities, all rulers under him now. That means that God is the God of everything. And if God is the God of everything, that means he is the God of this world as well as the next world. According to scripture, if Jesus is on the throne now, that means that he's ultimately sovereign and a ruler over all institutions. That means that there is not a, any single institution that is completely uh, removed from the providence and the omnipotence of God. It's very simple. So if you believe that Jesus is king, he can't be king and he can't be all powerful and let all the main, the main institutions go completely haywire and have a mass delusion under all people. All, the, the vast majority of people are under the delusion of the, the, the world being spherical in shape. All, all of science, all of aviation, all of these, uh, NASA, space, all are completely wrong and have been wrong for hundreds of years, thousands of years. That, that would mean Jesus is not on the throne. That would mean that Jesus has let certain institutions go to hell. And here is the issue. The issue is if you look at church history, if you look at church history, Christians, the church has led in the science world. The church has led in the arts. The church has led in media. The church has led in all the, in medicine, in education. That the reason a lot of our universities were established, they were Christian universities. The, the way that, 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 that this, a lot of science was progressed was through Christians. The, the way a lot of our medical advancements happened were through Christians. And so God is all-knowing, all-powerful, all-good, yet God at some point, decided to take his hand off of every major institution and completely let them go to hell. That is the conclusion that you come to. And unless it's contrarian, unless it, and, and unless it's the minority position, that therefore it has to be false. I am saying the church ushered in a lot of our advancements. And it wasn't until the fundamentalists entered the picture about 150 years ago that people started fleeing from the cities and fleeing from culture and fleeing from the science and fleeing from the institutions and fleeing from the establishment and going to the rural parts because they were afraid of culture. They were afraid of society. They were afraid of the institutions. And that's how we, that's where, where, where we are today. That's where we are today. You have Christians that have pulled themselves out. And when Christians pull themselves out of the institutions, then what are you left with? Well, you're left with completely spiritually blind and spiritually dead people running things and saying nonsense like gender ideology because 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 folks have left those the social sciences right and so because christians have checked out and because we've allowed fundamentalists who take a hyper literal approach to all scripture who 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 who, who are uh, um hesitant of all engagement with society and with culture and want to remove themselves and, and isolate themselves. That's how we get to where we are. And the fact that you that the fact that you can go through life and believing that everybody is wrong, all the institutions are wrong, NASA is wrong, science is wrong, aviation is wrong, uh, navigation through boats is wrong, 
Your eyes are wrong when you're watching the ocean and you're watching the boat go down. The, the experiments that the flat earthers themselves run with regards to having two lights pointed up and, and the earth being flat according to them and then the lights don't, they, they show a curvature in their own experience. In their own experiments. They show a curvature in their own experiments that they're consistently proving this stuff wrong. If your worldview says that there's a mass grand conspiracy and every every major institution has pulled one over on you. Every institution has pulled one over on you. Completely pulled one over on you. And you are now living your life in the in the in, in the with the presupposition that if it's if it's big it's bad, if it's popular it's wrong, that if if people are uh, if there's a consensus on something that if something could be proven through a variety of reasons, it's wrong and they're pulling over. Here's the issue with that worldview. Scriptures say that if you're in Christ Jesus, you are the light of the world. That if you're in Christ Jesus, if you're in Christ Jesus, that you are the salt of the earth. And that the light of the world is to shine. And that the light of the world is to go into the nations and go to institutions and go into the marketplace and go into the, the highways and byways of life and make disciples. And if your, pre, your entire presupposition is that, well, everyone's out to get me. They're all lying to me. NASA's lying to me. All of these things are completely wrong. So what is, what is the point for you then? What is the point? And so the only reason, the only reason I took time to even address this is because I thought, well, maybe if I present some of these arguments, if they go watch their own documentaries, right? If you go watch your own documentaries with your own experiments that proved it false, that, that there's pilots willing to take the route that's impossible, according to flat earthers, right? And so you live in a perpetual state of paranoid contrarianism. You're, you're, you're a paranoid contrarian. Everyone's out to get you. And the truth is, the devil is not God Almighty. The devil is not all-powerful. The devil is not over every institution. The devil is not all-knowing. And the devil is not all-present. The, 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 the little bit of power that the devil has in this world is on loan to him. And if your conclusion is, well, something is, something is big, therefore it's bad. You're going to have a really big deal dealing with the reality that when Jesus went to places, he was popular. You're going to have a real big deal dealing with issues like Jesus completely transforming the world for the good. You're going to have a real big issue dealing with the reality that the biggest religion on the earth today is Christianity. Or what you're going to do is, you are going to take this paranoid contrarian worldview and then you're going to deconvert and pick apart the things that we know to be true about Christianity. As we've seen multiple people, and we've discussed this on the channel, pick apart the divinity of Jesus to the point where it's a different Jesus. Pick apart the Trinity to the point where it's another Trinity. It's not, it's not, it's not even a Trinity anymore. Pick apart the essentials of the faith and they'll keep being contrarian and keep picking things apart. This is... It hugely connected to the worldview that you hold. I believe in an all-good, all-knowing, all-powerful, all-present God. Do I think individuals can be deceived? Yes. 
Do I think God checked out and left every institution, the same institutions that Christians used to run like 150 years ago? The same institutions that Christians used to run 150 years ago? And all those institutions are completely checked out and all the Christians in them are deceived and all the Christians in them are lying to you and they're all completely far gone and everybody is uh, uh, under this deception of Satan and everyone's a shield for the globalist lizard people Illuminati agenda ran by NASA. That's the world you think we live in. I think that's nonsense. I think Jesus is on the throne now according to scripture. I think the earth is the Lord's and everything in it according to scripture. I think Jesus is all powerful now, according to scripture. Yeah, I, listen, I, I I think we can generalize all of them. I think we can generalize all of them. I think we can. I'm not saying flat earthers are bad people. I'm not saying they don't love Jesus. I'm saying they're, they're, they have a presupposition about the world that's wrong. They have a presupposition about the world that's wrong. I think, I think it's anchored on giving the enemy way too much credit. And that's not how my faith is set up. Do you understand what degree of conspiracy... And 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 uh, mass mass cooperation and and like hurting of so many different. You don't think there's contrarians that work at NASA. You don't think there's challengers that work at NASA. Do you understand that twenty five billion dollars, in the grand scheme of things, isn't even like a lot of money. You're talking about companies that are doing. Hundreds of billions of dollars, companies, and you're talking about a uh, 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 organization that works with the government, 25 billion, bro. We sent more to Ukraine than 25 billion, like this year. So I know that sounds like a large number, but 25 billion is not a lot of money. When I tell you guys, there's levels to this, and you mean to tell me that Nike, which is a company on the same size uh, scale as NASA. NASA's getting away with your hard-earned tax dollars. And Apple is generating 100 Now, if it was a trillion, like, a, like if like NASA's budget was like a trillion, like if it was like the military-industrial complex, we talk about conspiracies. If it's like, it like a trillion, I'd be like, man, y'all, y'all on to something. I could, that, I could see there being a motivation. If every astronaut retired a billionaire, if every astronaut retired a billionaire, I'd be like, yo, I, all right, there, there might, I mean, there might be some incentives there, but we're talking about, yeah, come on, man. So anyway, so those are my thoughts on this. I, I don't care what you believe at the end of the day. I care about you becoming a competent person that loves Jesus and is the light of the world. That's what I care about. That's what I care about. And I think the further you are on the flat earth spectrum, I think it's going to be problematic for you. Doesn't mean you don't love Jesus. Doesn't mean you're not fun. Doesn't mean we can't be, we can't be friends. We can. Just means that you are very far gone in terms of how you process information and how you even get to uh, what is true or not. Right. Yes. This is and and to summarize this whole conversation, summarize this whole conversation. P.S. That spirit is akin to the conspiracy, conspirit, conspiracy, conspiracist. I know the way. I know the truth. You are deceived. They have the special knowledge. They have the special resources. They have the special information. They're the contrarian in the room. They're the smartest one. They, they, they got hit. Everybody else is wrong. Everybody, is, everybody else is a sheep. And I think this is an unhelpful way to live your life. 
That's my opinion. All right. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for hanging out. If you want the replay of this entire stream completely unedited, as well as our podcast before they go live on YouTube and all the other things that we provide to our online community, consider partnering with us to keep us independent, answering only to you so that we don't have to make commercials by taking goofy brand deals making commercials like these. Our friends at GenuCell Skincare have exciting news to celebrate in 2023. Using Manscaped during my showers after workout has given me much more confidence. And that's where Mudwater comes in. True Classic has got your back. All thanks to the sponsor of today's video, SayMine.com. Established titles is your opportunity to earn the title of Laird or Lady. Object credit approval rates range from 7.99% APR to 19.99% APR, including 0.50% auto pay discount. If you don't want us to make ads with brands you don't care about, Sign up for our online community for as little as $5 a month to keep us independent and ultimately answering to you as our boss. You get all sorts of benefits like daily replays of our after party streams, exclusive access to our Discord community, and early access to our podcast interviews, all starting for only $5 a month. King Stream Entertainment.